Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome, welcome, welcome on in. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. My name is Rebecca Allen. I'm a career success coach for corporate women, which means I help you get promoted fast. I help you thrive in your new leadership position once you are there. Now, listen up because I wanted to share with you something that is a consistency, a consistent theme, if you like. Like, I've been working now for 13 years in this business. And I see a lot of interesting things as a a coach who is external to companies. I don't work inside companies. I'm an external independent coach. And what I found that that does is that gives me a really interesting, unique position, if you like. I hear a lot of honest stories from women who come into my practice about what life in corporate is all about and how, you know, what the kind of challenges are, what the struggles are, what the difficulties are, and what the perspectives are that they have. And I think that's a really interesting thing. And it's a really kind of privileged position to be because I see a lot of recurring challenges, a lot of recurring problems, if you like. And one of the things that I I hear a lot is this idea of feeling like, you know, you're invisible, feeling like you're not being heard, feeling like your ideas are not influencing either decision making or discussion, feeling like you're invisible, feeling like you're unrecognized. And that can come in lots of different forms. I think, you know, it can be that you've tried to get promoted, for example, but you keep being overlooked for that promotion. It can be that you've only been in your role for a short time, but you feel like you're making a massive impact and are not getting the recognition that you feel like you deserve. And I think that feeling of feeling stuck and feeling blocked, which so many people talk about, feeling invisible, feeling unheard, is something that I want to talk about today. So there's a writer, his name is Marshall Goldsmith, and he wrote a really famous book that's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And I want to talk to that concept today, that we have to start thinking outside the box. We start having to, we need to start doing things differently and approaching challenges differently to get new results. We can't keep going along the same path and expecting, you know, to get promoted or to get the pay rise or to become noticed or to become a thought leader or to be seen and considered, you know, for somebody who can be on a senior committee, for example. We need to change the process that we go through. We need to change our actions, our strategy, what got you here won't get you there. We need to do it differently. So I thought I would talk about this uh, concept today because, and, and I thought I'm going to share a personal story because I think the personal story is a really interesting one because, uh, you know, it kind of comes from the heart, but it comes from <laughs> a, deep, um, a deep experience and a deep learning curve from me. And I think stories are really useful and analogies to talk about challenges and to talk about how to solve challenges. So years ago, when I was still working in corporate, I did a big career pivot, um, I don't know, 13 years ago, and moved into the field that I'm in now. Um, That's a whole other conversation. But when I was working in corporate, I got this opportunity to 
um, put myself forward to be part of a, a, a five woman. It was a five woman team, actually, to be part of a, an all women's team in a, a Raleigh international event, which was taking place in Borneo and in the jungle in Borneo specifically. And it was a five day race and it was involving kayaking and running and hiking and cycling, all sorts of wild and wonderful kind of um, activities in the middle of these humid jungles in the middle of Asia. And goodness me, it was hot. <laughs> it was so hot, so sweaty. And you had to camp in the jungle and make your own hammocks and that kind of thing and sleep in the jungle. So I was all up for it and I applied and I managed to get myself a place on this all-woman team. And I was so, so excited. As they would say here in Australia, totally stoked. Okay. So I was, I was so excited, but I was also equally bewildered. Like how was I going to possibly get fit enough to be able to compete in this race. I mean, I wanted to do a good job of it. Whatever I put my mind to, I want to do a good job and never do anything half um, half cut. I always put my soul and everything into everything that I do. And I really wanted to enjoy this. And I knew that if I was not fit enough, which is definitely the case at the, at the time when I got the place, that I wouldn't enjoy the experience. So I was like, I've got to get fit. Remember, what got you here will not get you there. Now, at the time... I was definitely a lazy gym advocate, right? I would go to the gym. I had a membership. I would go sporadically. It was never my real kind of thing, my driver. I would play uh, sport. I would run. But it, none of these things were, you know, really committed. I wasn't committed to my sport, let's put it that way. So what I said earlier is not correct. Like I said, I commit 100% to everything. Well, maybe not to my exercise routine at that time. So... I decided I had to up my game. I decided I had to do something completely differently. I had decided that this was an extreme situation and this extreme situation needed an extreme solution. I needed to get fit and I needed to get properly fit fast. So what I decided to do, I didn't join a gym. I enrolled to join Brit Mill Fit, which, which is British military fitness. So these were ex-military who trained you. And I used to do this in Hyde Park in the middle of London, which was near my office at the time. And I thought, yep, that should do it. Yep, no problem. I'm in. I'm all in. So we would meet with these guys after work. You'd just be in a massive team. They'd give you a bib with a number on it. You became a number. <laughs> you were no longer Rebecca. You were just this number, this person who was part of this crew of people running and doing burpees and doing push-ups and running up and down hills and running up and down steps. And it was the most insane thing. And one, one of my memories, very vivid memories, was doing, I don't know what it was, probably burpees or something horrendous. And you'd have people just sort of picnicking and walking in the park going past you, you know, and, and you'd have uh, military people shouting at you saying, you know, red 23, red, red 23, you're not doing your burpees properly, do another 10 or whatever they would say. They'd just shout at you all the time. And you would have these random members of the public just walking past, observing you in your all various states of pain and shouting either encouragement or abuse at you, you know. And I remember very vividly, there was this one training session where we were in the middle of the park and this military guy was shouting at me to do something. And some guy who was sitting on the grassy bank with his girlfriend, having a nice glass of wine after work, they had a little picnic hamper and everything going on. He shouted out, red 23, red 23, get down and do 23 push-ups. I was like, oh my God, now I've even got the, the civilians all around me against me and pushing me to, to move forward. I have to say, it kind of made me laugh. I thought it was quite funny that he felt he could get involved. But suffice to say, after all of this training, I definitely, definitely got fit. I got fit enough to compete. 
I got fit enough to enjoy it. And my goodness, it was the most incredible, incredible experience. And full Mark Sorale International. And the man who um, organized it was a guy called Crispin Vittoria. I thought he was fantastic. They were an amazing team. Nathan Roberts was another person who was involved at Raleigh at the time. Um, we all ended up playing softball in the softball league after actually, after the event. They're like, do you want to play softball with us as well? I was like, yeah, that's actually great. That keeps me up on my, <laughs> on my goals of staying fit and also socializing some more in London. So why not? But um, you know, full marks to that team because they created the most insane and most incredible experience for this tribe of people who came from London, the middle of central London, from our you know our offices, um, threw us into the middle of a jungle. There was some helicopter action, um, literally thrown into the middle of this jungle, and it was just the most incredible experience from a personal perspective, from a you know a confidence building perspective, from uh, making friends. I mean, it was just like on every level, it was amazing. So, anyway, I digress slightly, but I suppose the the thing that I want to point out here is you know, doing something, being thrown into a kind of a new situation and you need to get a different outcome. You need to think about it differently. So I'm going to go back to Goldsmith. What got you here won't get you there. I really had to up my game. I really had to think about my problem differently. I had to go for something that was totally unlike anything I had ever done or tried before to get a new result. And I'm so grateful that I did that because it did make my experience of that five-day race, that five-day challenge, so much more enjoyable. It was fun. It was hard. But my goodness, it was so much fun. And like I say, I, I have women who come to me in my coaching business now who are stuck. You know, They might be managers looking to move into a leadership role. They might be early leaders moving up into a kind of more senior leadership position. But they can't do it. They just feel stuck. They feel blocked. They don't know how to do it. And what they tend to do as a reflex is they just tend to work harder. So they just put more hours in. They just, you know, work even harder. And what that can actually do is that can actually reinforce a positioning that you don't want. That can just reinforce this thing that, you know, you're a doer, you're a person who gets stuff done. And it can actually affect whether or not you're seen as strategic or not. So I'm just going to put that out there because it's a common challenge that I find a lot of women have is they're seen in this kind of operational box and not seen as strategic. So, you know, you can be sort of seen and pigeonholed and held in this sort of positioning, if you like, in the eyes of your key decision makers, and it's just not helping you. So you're feeling stuck and you're feeling lost and you don't know how to be heard and you don't know how to be seen by the right people. And like I say, it can continue. It can, you know, you can have a, a year where, where it goes by and you don't have that recognition that you're looking for. And it can go on for another year and you can continue to feel overlooked. And people just don't know what you want, even if you've made it clear. You know, I have a client say to me, but I do all this, Rebecca. I have this executive presence. I have the credibility. You know, I have all this stuff. I'm doing all the right stuff, I think, but it's just not happening. So like I say, you need to start thinking about it differently. We need to think about looking at a new approach, a new way of doing it, because what has got you here will not get you there. It's about changing the strategy. It might be about changing your mindset about how you're looking at yourself, how you're talking to yourself, how you're positioning yourself externally to other people. It might be about overcoming your fear of talking with senior leaders. That can be a real blocker for people. It could be about becoming super strategic about who you're networking with, who you're spending time with, um, because how you're growing your target, how you're growing your network really matters. 
Um, it's about not doing things the same. It's about doing things differently. So I'd love you to think from today's conversation about what one thing could you start to do differently from the strategies that you've been employing up till now to get promoted or to be seen or to be heard or whatever it is that you're seeking. Have a think about what the one thing is that you could do differently. What's the one thing I could do differently to solve this problem in a new way? And you'll start coming up with new ideas as to how to do that. Now, listen, I'm a career success coach. This is what I do. This is what I absolutely love doing. And I support women all day of the week, every single day of the year. We are out there looking to support women in any shape or form that we can to help them get promoted. So if you are feeling stuck, if you are feeling like you're going around in circles, it might be that you actually need to speak to somebody external. And that could be the one shift that you can make to get you to the outcome that you're looking for. If you are ready, if you are committed, and if you're interested in talking about how you could potentially do that, I would love you to book in a free 15-minute career strategy call with me. There is a link in the show notes to help you do that. Or you can go to our website and you'll find a link there too. Um, Book in with us. Speak to me. Let's have the conversation. Let's start having this conversation about where your challenges lie and to start getting you some insight as to how you can get ahead and get forwards in your career and to do that faster and with a lot less stress. Um, The other thing that you can do is you can grab one of our resources, which is an incredible download full 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 of information. And it's our most popular download, which is why I talk about it on this show. It's called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. It is a guide. It is crammed with actual strategies that clients have used over the years to get themselves promoted, to break the pattern, to get them out of this kind of circular situation where they're not getting anywhere and to help them get that opportunity that they're looking for. And it can happen quickly. It can happen relatively quickly. So just grab your copy. Go to rebeccasfreegift.com and you'll get your copy of Our Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. Get out there, start thinking about how to do this differently. It can just be a small, simple shift that makes a dramatic impact in your life and in your career. So go get them. I'll see you next week. 